everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Bird, Nick, and with me, as always, the dude. He's switching it up on us now. I'm I'm the dude for Halloween. Oh, okay. So anyway, and now what Nick doesn't want to tell you because I'm dragging him him into this kicking and screaming is the fact that he's going to be Walter. We're going to be the dude and Walter from the Big Lebowski for Halloween. And you need to keep an eye on our Instagram and Facebook pages for this picture. I am kicking and screaming. It is going to be epic, brother. This is going to be the greatest thing we've ever done. It I'm really not, is. I'm just not big into the whole dressing up thing, Jeff. Oh, come on. Just, just not a thing. I'm getting ready to cut my hair. I'm donating my hair for anybody that doesn't know that already. And I'm not going to have long hair again, so I can't be. This is my last chance ever to be the dude because I'm never growing my hair long again. This I'm, I'm hating on it so bad. <laughs> It's just miserable. There you go. So yeah, so this is our Halloween episodes. This is the last episode that will be coming out prior to the holiday. And Jeff and I thought that it would be kind of fun to recant some stories of various unexplained events that have taken place in our lives Amen. up to now. And we have some. We each have we some. We legitimately do yeah. have some. And before we get into that, though, let's talk about... The cigar that we are smoking tonight. So tonight we are smoking an exclusive limited cigar. This is the Casada Oktoberfest, the 2019 edition. This is a cigar that the Casada family blended to be paired with the Marzen style beer that is produced for the German Beer Festival Oktoberfest. Um, it's available in limited quantities every year. We managed to get our hands on a couple at the world-famous St. Louis-based Hill Cigar Company. Shout out to the Hill. Thank you. And this cigar is uh, constructed with a Dominican wrapper, a Dominican binder, and Dominican filler. So it's kind of Dominican. Now, but we are we are not drinking beer with the cigar tonight. We are not drinking beer, but we are smoking two different sizes. So Jeff has a more traditional Toro size, whereas I have a nice big fat, like, 60 ring gauge Gordo size, which is perfect because that's kind of the sizes we both prefer. Absolutely. So here, let me get mine out of the cellophane. <sighs> Apparently German cellophane. Just do it. Okay. Please. Okay. There we go. So old. All right. It now, never gets old. It, it really does. <laughs> now. Nothing it, triggers Nick. It is time. Actually, now. there's one more thing that triggers Nick, but he'll show you. He'll he'll trigger it a second on that too. It's time. Time to cut our cigar. By the way, Bjorn, I'd like to say I've got your cutter. He does have the cutter, Bjorn. Got I, it out of the I Jeep. have I have eyes on it. I have eyes on the cutter. Thanks again to Bjorn. I can barely see anything because he has the light out on the deck. But you know, hey, whatever. But I have seen. It's a little bitter. Have seen the cutter, so. I'm assuming this is the part that I get triggered. Yes. You don't have a torch, do you? Oh no, you have a torch. You just Oh, oh this is oh, this is no. classic, folks. He has the blowtorch, okay? But he's played with this thing so much <laughs> that he has burned all the beauty. Oh, there it is. Oh wait, it did have a little life left into it, but that flame is not nearly as large as it has been. So, all right. I turned it down a little for you. That's for me or for the fire marshal? <laughs> column A, column B. Column A, column B. So, yeah, so we are lighting our cigars now. It really does look like a capsule. Kind of neglected to do the cold draw. Oh, I did too. 
Can I do a post-lighting cold draw? I don't think it works that way. Not even a thing. Well, first impression, what are you thinking, Jeff? Hmm. So do you have uh, info on what the what we should be tasting on the cigar? Or are no, we completely we're, blind we're, tonight? We're we're totally blind tonight. Let me relight here. Well, Jeff, first impressions, it's very light. That's what I'm getting. It's a very light uh, flavor to it. I don't it's, know why. I was expecting it to be really bold and spicy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very, very mild. For a dark cigar, it's very mild. Yeah. Nothing is nothing is hitting me too strong just yet. Well, I just did a retrohale, and it's really smooth. Hmm. It's got a great draw on it. It's a nice cigar. I mean, and, and that's the thing. The flavor on it is very smooth, very nice, and um, very light. But it's kind of hard to tell what that, hard for me to pinpoint what that I'm having trouble putting my finger flavor on it. actually is. We'll, uh, well, let's dig in a little deeper on say, the cigar we'll, here. We'll, we'll kind of get back to that because we'll, we'll give that a little bit of time. So, so folks, with this being the Halloween episode, we, uh, like I said, we, we each have a couple of life experiences that we'd like to... Uh, to share with you. But before we get into that, the other thing I wanted to touch on is Halloween candy, specifically Halloween snacks, fall snacks. And boy, these days you can find a wide variety of candy. And I just wanted to get your opinion, Jeff, of kind of what what are your favorites? What are the ones you don't like? Halloween ghost vanilla peeps. What? Halloween ghost vanilla peeps. You like those? Oh my God. They have to be vanilla peeps, though, not just regular peeps. See, they I have hate, to be I, vanilla. I am anti-peep. I am not a peep guy at all. I don't even know who you are. I'll tell you, if you get right down to it and you you take out the peanut brittles and, you know, the, the different homemade snacks, I mean, obviously, you're going to have your uh, Rice Krispie squares. Ooh. When I was a kid, man. You do Back understand. when you get trick or treat and get real snacks. I was going to say, dude, thanks to the day and age of people poisoning snacks to kill kids. I know. Everything is pre-wrapped and made already and Animals. processed. So, I mean, I know that you grew up in a simpler time back in the olden days before the, you know, the automobiles and whatnot. But we had um, auto botchers back then, you know, but, I, you know, these days. You don't get the caramel apples and the rice crispy. Oh treats. my God, caramel apples! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh man, I miss caramel. Seriously, you can though. still get those. Like at Schnucks, yes, our grocery I, I chain know. here in St. So, Louis, you can track down a caramel apple. Seriously though, what in terms of Halloween candy? What are you, what are you going for? I'm a big Kit Kat guy. I love me some Kit Kat. My favorite, probably packaged candy along that vein. You know, kind of chocolatey is going to be Reese's. I love Reese's. The peanut butter cups? Yeah, I'll buy okay. those to give out to kids, but they yeah. never see them. No, I get that. Yeah. Kit Kat, I'm, I'm a Kit Kat guy all day. I like Kit Kat. Are you a Twix I, guy? I like Twix. Left or right? I mean, they're the same. Oh, not according to the commercials. They're two separate factories. Well, then I guess I'm going right. Yeah. Why not? Okay. <laughs> Have you never watched a commercial? Yes, I've seen the commercials. I don't really understand because there is no difference between the two. But Oh, that's arguable. Um, but no, I, I, I'm more of a Kit Kat guy. I recently have explored around. I did try the dark chocolate Kit Kat. That was delightful. And I also tried the white chocolate. Well, wait a minute. Let me not say that. It is not the white chocolate. It is the white Kit Kat. Have you noticed this? No. This is something I've observed. 
So white chocolate candy does not state white chocolate. It just says white. So like if really? you look for white chocolate peanut butter it, cups. Because it's technically not chocolate, I'm because guessing. Because I'm pretty sure it's mostly cream and there's probably so little actual chocolate to it that they can't probably legally get away with calling it chocolate. Hmm. Interesting. So, I had not caught that. It's just a, just a thing I'm, I'm wondering. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. But the whole point of this is I really just wanted to talk about the pretzel that I had. So <laughs> I stopped at the Quick Trip. Now, for those of you who don't know what a Quick Trip station. is, yeah, around the country and around the world, it's, it's a chain of gas stations on the Missouri side here in St. Louis. They gave up on trying to do business in Illinois long ago. And they were promoting at the pump a pumpkin pretzel. Now, I won't lie, folks. I am not usually one to get in the mood for pumpkin, specifically pumpkin spice. Like, I don't get into that at all. I find it, it typically it's not you're not getting pumpkin flavor. What you're getting is just an extreme burst of nutmeg. And I don't think that that's uh, I don't think that's too appetizing. But I was intrigued by this because I do like pumpkin bread. And I was thinking to myself, okay, is the pretzel made of pumpkin bread? Or is it just a pretzel with like a ton of nutmeg sprinkled on it? And I decided to take a risk. And boy, howdy, it blew a lot of expectations that I had completely out of the water. So this thing was a pretzel. It was just your average baked soft pretzel. Which is good in its own right. But they hollowed it out. So they had like, so think like it's like a tu- like like tubing. And inside the pretzel. It's like a PVC pipe. Precisely. Okay. So inside the pretzel, what they did is they took pumpkin goo. Mm. So like, think about a pumpkin pie, how you got the goo and you get the crust. They basically took the goo portion of the pie, pumped it into the pretzel Mm. to where then when they baked the pretzel, it got nice and soft and gooey and warm to where then when the pretzel comes out and they hit it with the cinnamon sugar, it was just a party in my mouth. Now, when they can figure out how to do that with the pecan pie filling, you got me. I mean, the thing about pecan pie is it's really just like what? Cairo syrup and pecan spicing and whatnot, right? Pecan, they have spicing? I don't pecan I don't know what's in pecan pie other than chunks of pecan, but I don't know what I the, have been known, I don't know what the goo is. I've been known to scrape the pecans off the top of it and just eat the goo. I'm a I'm well, an animal. I, I mean, admit it. I hate to give them a plug because they won't advertise in my newspaper, but um, Sugar Fire Barbecue in St. Louis. Good dead dust. They have a pie called Sugar Fire Pie, and it's basically pecan pie without the pecans. It's yeah. just goo pie. I do like that, but I can't eat there in solidarity. I with can't you. either, just because, like I said, they they won't advertise in my newspaper, despite the fact that I was eating there quite often for the longest time. So they're and dead. they knew you. They knew who you were oh, and yeah. what you did. I, yeah. I, I know. So they're dead to me. Oh, now. well, we're ranting. Anyway. <clears throat> so, yeah. So the uh, pumpkin pretzel from Quick Trip, if you have a Quick Trip near you I and you, and you like pumpkin pie, I highly recommend it. Anyway, it sounds delightful. I enjoyed it. So. so who wants to start the ghost stories first? Okay, so I'll go ahead and I'll do my 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 first story, and then you and can. we actually have a couple of guests. We do. So some of these segments are pre-recorded, just due to you know people's schedules logistics. and logistics yeah. and all that and whatnot. But we'll go ahead and and start with the live stuff, and then we'll kind of move into that. So the story of mine took place 
back when I worked at a movie theater in high school. And there was a gentleman at the movie theater who worked there prior to me, so I never met him, admittedly. Um, and his whole deal was that he had a gigantic keychain. And his whole theory was that it was perfectly fine to put keys onto a keychain, but it was unlucky to take keys off. So he had a just humongous keychain. All right. So what would happen is after the theater closed and everybody was done for the night and everything, one of my job responsibilities was going upstairs into a locked closet. And when I say closet, I mean like a fairly large room that contained all of the paper cups and paper bags for the popcorn and candy and all kinds of various other items for the concession stand. And I would put together these these big crates of items. And then when the concession workers would come in the next day, they would grab one of these crates, go downstairs, and then that way you knew how many ba popcorn bags they had, how many cups they had, and everything else. So you could track it for waste and, and you know, loss prevention and all that kind of stuff, right? Well, this room had a door that was self-locking. So I had a key to the to the to the room and I could let myself in, but it would swing shut and it would be locked again from the outside. So I'd have to, you know, I mean I could open it from the inside obviously, but whatever. So the first night this happened, I'm in this room and there is a manager, Shelly, that's working with me and she's working uh, we're in the upstairs in the projection booth and she's working in the office down on the other end of the projection booth. I'm in the, the closet room putting the, the crates together. And we're the only two in the building. And I get to working, and I start to hear what sounds like the fumbling of keys outside the door, as if she were standing there, get with her keys, kind of fumbling, trying to figure out, to get to the correct key to open the door and come in. And so I hear this, and so I get up, and I'm just trying to be polite. I was right there by the door. I get up and I open the door. And there's nobody standing there. So I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. So I go back to my work. And a little bit later, I hear this fumbling of keys again. And I go to the door. And there's nobody standing there. So this time I walk down the way. And I go to the office. And she's sitting in there doing some reports or something. And I ask her, did you need something in the, in the you know, closet? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, I keep hearing you at the door with your keys. And she's like, that's not me. I'm like, okay. So I go back down there, and I hear it a third time. And this time, I get up real quick, get to the door, nobody's there. So at this point, I'm like, okay, whatever. So as we're leaving, I kind of mention this to her. And she's like, well, that's weird. A couple weeks go by, and it's the two of us working again. And this happens, starts to happen again. You know, same scenario. She's in the office, I'm in the closet, I hear the keys. So this time, after the first time it happened, I went down there and I said, hey, I need you to come in here. So she came down to the room, and we both put our keys in the center of the room, and she sat there and watched. I mean, we, we were talking, but essentially she sat there and watched as I was working, just in the same room, only two people in the building. And, dude, take a guess what we both heard. We both heard... The jingling of keys outside the door as if somebody were fumbling with their keys to get in the room. And I'll tell you, I mean, my hair on my arm stands up just thinking about it because it was creepy, dude. It was beyond creepy. So at this point, she and I hustle to get the work done real, real quick. 
and we bust out of there. I we both heard it maybe once or twice since then, but it was actually fairly close to when I was. I mean, I think I probably left that job about a month or so later. Not due to that, but um, I wasn't there too terribly much longer after this happened. So, Jeff, tell us your other Halloween story. Okay, so my big Halloween story. Oh, man, how long ago was this? This would have been probably 17, 18 years ago. And I owned a 120-year-old brick house in Waterloo, Illinois. And I was going through a separation, going through a divorce at the time. Um, But my daughter, Hannah, was home with me. And she was upstairs watching TV. And I was in the basement doing laundry. And I was standing at the washer and I was putting some stuff in, kind of separating some things out, as you will. And I noticed something walk by me, kind of out of my peripheral vision. And I look over and there's nothing there. But I saw it, like, walk through the doorway into the other room, you know, when I noticed it. So I walk into the other room, nothing there. I go upstairs because it, being an old house like that, it actually had, like, stone walls. Like, like basically... Stones stacked on top of each other, then filled in with mortar. It was a cool old house. It yeah, really was. Yeah. And it had a rickety uh, staircase, um, you know, down to the basement. So I didn't, re- Hannah was young enough that I didn't really want her walking down that by herself. So I went up and she's watching TV. I said, honey, did you come in the basement? She said, no. And I said, okay, now, you know, stay up here until I come back up. So I go back down and I start, you know, just separating out the stuff for the laundry again. And I... I notice out of the corner of my eye, there's something looking at me. Okay. So I just slowly pan over, and I see what can best be described as a two and a half to three foot tall, basically humanoid form. It was void. You could see through it, but it had a face. Like, you could make out facial features, but again, you could see through this thing. You know, I I had heard people talk about shadow people before. Actually, my ex-wife told me she could see shadow people in the house all the time, and I never saw them, and I thought, oh, she's just, you know, losing it. But no, I saw it. So I look over, and I stare at it for what seems like an eternity. It was probably 45 seconds. And I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm in shock because I can't believe what I'm looking at. And basically what it had done is its hands were on the uh, door frame, and it was leaning around the door with its face looking at me. So I'm looking it in the eye. It's looking at me, and, you know, kind of like it's hiding behind the door, but, you know, looking to see if I notice it. And it was at that point that I said, I can see you. And it slowly backed around the door and disappeared. Wow. Never saw it again. Now, that, that was 18 years ago, and... You've known me for a while now, and you've heard yeah. me tell the story. Have you ever heard me alter the story in any nope, way? No, nope. it's been pretty much dead on. Every it is time. exactly how that went down. I have since learned about shadow people from listening to Coast to Coast AM, and you know, doing some research on the internet and seeing you know people talk about them. But I saw that thing. I looked it in the eye and stared at it, and I know it was there. It wasn't some weird you know shadow from something it, you know from sun coming in the window. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't hallucinating. I mean, I literally saw the thing. It was right there, probably eight feet from me. Wow. Yeah. Now, and we're going to get into a little quick interview here with my daughter, Addie, who's going to tell us about one of her experiences she had recently. And oddly enough, it also involves a shadow person. 
Okay. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you a quick story that she does not remember because I asked her about it. And she, she's heard us talk about it, but she doesn't remember it happening. So there was one day she's sitting at the breakfast bar and, you know, she's eating her, you know, Cheerios or whatever we had for her that morning. And I'm standing there talking to her, just asking her about her day and, you know, what she's got planned, you know. And she's maybe uh, four, I guess, probably four years old. And, you know, we're just kind of chatting and, you know, just kind of, you know, just interacting with her a little bit before I go to work. And all of a sudden, she stops talking to me, looks, like, moves her head over to the side, looks around me, and stares at the cabinets. And I just kind of looked at her for a second. I'm like, what is she doing? So I turn around. I don't see anything. And I looked at her and said, honey, what are you doing? And she goes, oh, she goes, I'm looking at the monkey on the cabinets. Hmm. No giggle, no laugh, no wink, no nothing. She was looking at the monkey on the cabinets. Now, I contend that that very likely was my shadow person, a shadow person, whatever, that had followed us to the new house. Because if you think about like a little two and a half, three foot void, like a dark outline of something to a three, four year old, you know, if it's crouched down sitting on top of the cabinet, that's what it would look like to her. Gotcha. Yeah. So... That may have been a second interaction with a shadow person. And then, like I said, I'm going to let uh, you actually interviewed Addie. Yes. And I'm going to let you let you interview her and talk about the third or the second time she saw it and the possible third interaction at my household, you know, with the shadow person. So do you want to go ahead and go into Addie's? Uh, yeah. Why don't, this sounds like a good point that yep. we can go ahead and go into Addie's recording and we can just kind of touch on that and. Then we can kind of come back and get into uh, another story that actually involves you, me, and uh, a mutual friend of ours. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. Well, this is Addie talking about one of her experiences. All right, Addie. So your dad tells me you've got some spooky stories, too. So tell me about the time on the couch. Okay. So one night, I don't know if I woke up. I don't know. I always think I was looking at my iPad. So you're hanging out on the couch in the living room? Yes, in the middle of the night. Okay. And you were looking at your iPad? Yes, and then I put, I decided to put my iPad down, and I see this shadow walk across the hall, and I yelled, my, I yelled, Daddy, Daddy, and nobody responded, so I went in the kitchen. Well, I, from the hall, I looked in the kitchen, I was too afraid to go down there. Um, and I asked my and I asked my mom what time he fell asleep, and he said he went to bed. Excuse me, when I did. Oh, okay. So who did you see in the house? It was a shadow. <laughs> okay. The next day, my mom said that she heard me yell, "Daddy." Okay, so your mom heard you yelling for for Jeff, but but Jeff was already asleep, and mm-hmm. it wasn't him walking by. Mm-mm. Okay, so, and I know she got a little mic shy on you there in the beginning, but um, she has talked about that story that she just relayed to you several times mm-hmm. about how, you know, she was awake, she saw someone in the house, Kristen and I were both in bed, and that that's creepy when your kid's telling you there's somebody walking around the house. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially when, 
I mean, I get she obviously, you know, was able to process that it was somebody, and it was obviously um, a shadow or some sort of figure that was big enough that she thought it was you. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's. Yeesh. Right? <laughs> now, uh, a couple other things I'll talk about real quick. When she was a baby, yeah. Um, and I say baby, when she was a toddler, I should say, Kristen's grandmother, Addie's great-grandmother, had passed away, and my mom had passed away a year later. Okay. And on different occasions, Addie, we would catch her playing and talking in her room, and there was no one there. Okay. And at least on two occasions that I remember, she referenced a picture of Kristen's grandmother and said that's who she was playing with. And at least at one point remembered that she was playing with my mom in the room. And these were both after, you know, Kristen's grandmother and my mom had passed away. Mm. So she pointed out the picture of Kristen's grandmother because she was too young you know, she was like a year old when uh, Kristen's grandma passed away, but she was two when my mom passed away, and she remembered her enough to say who it was. Wow. And it was only, like I said, it was a couple of times with Kristen's grandma, once with my mom, but Addie, just clear as day, you know, three years old, four years old, referenced playing with both of them in her room at one point or another. Yeah. That's that's creepy, man. And it, you know, it's one of those things. They well, always say that kids can say, pick up and see things that we can't. Precisely. Yeah. So maybe, you know. You know, I will say, it in in some strange way, I don't know, it's almost comforting to me that they came and, if if that is the case, came and spent time with her, you know, at, at one point or another, if if that's indeed what happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have no problem with that. I, I, I'm almost comforted by that in some weird way. That, no, I mean, it's it's weird to think about, but yeah. Oh, it really is. I mean, but at the same time, there is a level of comfort and also a level of just kind of heebie-jeebie. <laughs> it's all in how you look at it, I I, think. I guess, I guess. So So how's your cigar? It's good. Um, I was I was trying to pinpoint some of the flavor notes, and I'll admit I'm still having a bit of difficulty because it is such a just... It's a very smooth and mild cigar. It really is. I mean, this is a really mild um, smoke that that I would be curious. I feel as though maybe you and I did kind of screw up by not having some sort of of beer to go along with maybe it. Maybe that's it. And maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe you and I are. are... I could rectify that while we do the next interview. <laughs> I well, I mean, what I, I don't know what you got. But... You know what? I will go track something down. Okay. All right. So the little hints that maybe I might have picked up. Yeah. I almost hesitate to even say because, like I said, it might be just me stretching in my mind to try and come up with something because this thing is just so smooth and mild that I don't know if I'm actually getting what I think I'm getting or if, like I said, I'm just kind of making something up just to just to say something. But I am getting a little hint of like kind of a little earthiness. I can to see it. that. Just a little bit of an earthiness to it. But that's that's about all I've gotten so far. Otherwise, it's just been a very mild, mellow, smooth smoke. It really is smooth. Yeah. 
let's jump into the uh, interview with our buddy Ange. So yeah, so this next this next audio clip is a segment that Jeff and I pre-recorded with uh, our mutual friend Angela, who love at you, the, Ange. at the time was working for my paper as a reporter, and so this would have been. Angie's just good people. Indeed. And so this would have been a couple of years ago that we kind of had this happen. And uh, you know what? We'll just jump into the interview and we'll kind of let the story I'm going to track down some beer in the meantime. Why don't you go track down some beer while we listen to the next story? Nick. Yes. Tonight we're going to be joined by our wonderful friend, Angela. All right, then. You know what she's going to talk about? What? We're talking about the Poo Ghost. Oh, boy. You ready, Ange? Hi, guys. Hello. So who wants to start with the Poo Ghost? I mean, should we let Nick tell his side and then we can tell ours? You know, the truth. Nick, you tell your side. All right. So here's the deal, folks. My office building is an old historic opera house it was built in what like 1908 or something like that and it was originally used as an opera house and so there's all sorts of stories about the former mayor being in here and having relations exactly with his with his lady friends and actresses and stuff all sorts of wacky stuff happened when it was an opera house then flash forward to what like the 70s i guess that was when it was a slaughterhouse (laughs) and they would back the trucks full of hogs up to the back of the building and bring them in and just render them all over the place and prep the meat and it was a slaughterhouse for a while then sometime in the like mid 2000s um a gentleman bought the building and turned it into kind of a business incubator, a lot of little offices and that sort of thing. And that's kind of where we're at today. And so my office... And it's a lovely building. It is a a nice nice building. building. And so my office is on the first floor in the back of the building. And this would have been about three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, about that. About three years ago. And at the time... Jeff was working for my paper, selling ads. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so it was a Monday night, and I was up working on laying out the paper. And by about, you know, what a 7 o'clock or so, the building starts to clear out. Yeah. And it was not unusual for us to be alone in the building, correct? Correct. I think we're alone now. Uh, Jeff. We anyway. were usually the last people yeah. here, and... If we weren't, then that was the scary part. That was, was the scary part. Trying yeah, to figure exactly. out who else was in the yeah. building. So Angela was in the office, and she was writing her story. And I was in the office. I was laying out pages. Well, I had to use the restroom. And hence the name. Poo hence ghost. the name, Poo the Pooh Ghost. And, yeah, I was sitting on a ticking time bomb. And... The problem at the time was in the front of the building, we had a tenant, and it was a, a it was a, a learning center. I won't say the name of the business, but it was like a learning center, mm-hmm. not Sylvan, but it was an, a spit like a like a competitor. And it sounds like human. Any, damn it, Jeff. Jeffrey. Anyway, they 
allowed the students to just <laughs> utterly and completely destroy the men's room because all the teachers at this place were females. So none of the teachers would go into the bathroom with the with the boys. And so these boys would just wreck the men. Jeff, am I wrong? No, you are dead on. I mean, just utterly destroy them. Yes. And side note, kind of funny side note. The owner of that build a business always used to complain. I don't know why everyone in the building says that our kids are so bad. There's other people in this building, too. Well, as soon as you moved out, the bathrooms were clean. <laughs> anyway. Still um, to this day, Im- impeccably clean. Years later. I'm just though. saying. Clean. Yeah. So, humans. So because Dirty I. Dirty humans. <laughs> because I needed <laughs> to use the facilities for a longer period of time. I did not want to go in the bathroom downstairs. There's a bathroom upstairs that is a little more private and typically much, much cleaner. Which you had designated over the course of time as your uh, your your number two office, if well, we will. Because of the, the kids. Sure. Precisely. So Emphasis on the number two. Exactly. Pick that up, huh? So, yeah. yeah. Nothing gets by me. So I went upstairs, and at this point in time, it's relatively late at night, and... I had been working out at Gold's Gym, of all mm-hmm. places. I know, right? <laughs> back when you were working out. Yeah, back when I was actually working out. When I when I was still trying. I was still trying. <laughs> still trying. I've given he up since he then. He hasn't given up on life just yet. But It's it's getting close. Getting, anyway. So, you uh, are 50. <sighs> you bastard. <laughs> anyway, so I'd been out working out, and I decided to treat myself with... Panda Express. Panda Express. Because that's exactly what you need to put onto a body <laughs> that you've just taken to the gym and worked out for an hour is a nice heaping dinner of Panda Express. <laughs> so, it's post-workout fuel. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Angela. It's heavy on the protein. God love you. So I'm upstairs, and at this point in time, Angela and I are the only two in the building. Yep. Yeah. Nick did not know that that Jeff was on his way. So, I thought Nick usually knows when I'm coming. Oh God! You son. Just move on. (laughs) All right. So I had something. I I thought of something. I fired a text to Angela. It was the the Elmo on the toilet. (laughs) Oh, that's right. That's right. It was the little gif of Elmo Elmo sitting on the the toilet, toilet, just kind of dancing. And uh, Mm -hmm. then you responded. To which then I responded back. I think we just had a gift war for a little bit there. And, all and I know, you were somehow, saying it was really bad, I think. So, so <laughs> all I know is you overshare when you're on the toilet. No, listen, when you are taking a particularly bad crap, sometimes you need to tell people about it. I mean, why are you siding with him? Just, just give me a minute. Because okay. you've never shared with me about that, right? Yeah, a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway... So, yeah, so we kind of text back and forth. And I don't remember, was I the last one to text you or were you the last one to text me? I think you were the last one to text because Jeff came in and then we. So, yeah, so I was the last one to text. And it wasn't maybe a minute after that last text that all of a sudden you hear on the door of the bathroom. And it's just like two fists just Beating on the door of the bathroom furiously, trying to like flag me to get the hell off the toilet. <laughs> and had I not the already, building had given up at that point. <laughs> had I not already shat, was, I would have shat. It, it my was brain tapping out. out in submission. 
I mean, seriously, had I not already shat, I'd have shat my brains out. <laughs> so now at this point, I get myself cleaned up. I come downstairs. And sitting in the office on the couch working on her laptop is Angela. And there's you sitting at the desk just shoveling the panda <laughs> into your mouth. <laughs> Wearing gym shorts and a T-shirt. You know, like, going to town. I, I work out. Want some sweet and sour chicken? You know, I mean, it's it the was Kung like pal. Chicken. the Kung Pao. Anyway, so. I love the Kung Pao. I walk in and the and I just say, all right, which <laughs> one of you fuckers did it? He was so mad. <laughs> was. Like, you have to understand his. He was so mad. <laughs> and someone interrupted. And so then you're, you're, you both were like. What? And I'm like, which one of you fuckers interrupted my poo time? <laughs> and so now I only wish I had this. <laughs> this is the where, thing is that this, this is, is the type of thing that Jeff usually would have done. Oh, See, that's the thing. I'm so jealous of whoever or whatever so, did it. And they ask me what happened. So I tell them about the the beating on the door. And Angela says, when did this happen? And I'm like, just a little bit ago. And you asked me, is it before or after your last text message to yeah. me? And I said it was about a minute after. And? We hadn't moved. I mean, I was on the couch. I had dinner myself, and I'm, I'm eating my dinner. I'm working on my story. Jeff had come in, and we were saying hello to each other and chit-chatting and then, yeah. you know, going to town on our various foods there. <laughs> but She watched know, me walk in the door, come in the office. I yeah. never went You told else. me flat out. Had it been before the text message, I would have 100% said that it was Jeff. Yes. To be fair, if it had happened before that last text, I would have 100% been like, Jeff did it. Yeah. But he had, but in he the meantime, in, the room in that when small you got, amount of time. Yeah. You keep, three years later, you're both going to sit here and tell me that, <laughs> that hand to God was, in I the room. I was looking at him. Literally, hand to God, neither one of us left the room. So... This is, the at, the this is where that we're at, folks. This is where we're at. Yeah, folks. That very couch. Is these two people and I three think, years, No, I was sitting at a desk. Not three years later are still telling me that neither one of them came up and banged on the bathroom door. And thus the poo ghost. God we, is my witness. We have yeah. no idea we did not what move. decided yeah. it was time for me to stop taking a shit, but something in this building. I think the building was just shuddering. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you also have to know that we had had some other, like, little things, right? Oh, and like there's been other things in things this building since then, yeah. too. But but you can tell your story, and then I'll circle back to post-poo well, post let, let me jump in here. Let me call an audible. Okay. Because we need to explain what happened the rest of that evening. For <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You mean that I know one of you two did it. Which one? Yes. So, well, so and then we get the Spanish Inquisition from Miller over here. Yeah. <laughs> and then we decide, wait a minute. Holy shit. There might be someone oh, in the building. Yes. Yeah. And the Scooby-Doo expedition yeah. that yes. we did there. So Angela, for some reason, has a bat. Listen, you never know when you're going to need it. It's true. Softball game could break out or you might have to bust some heads. I used to heads. play softball. You, there you, you go. Know, you got to do stuff. So Ange brings in the bat. Well, of course. Okay. Let, let's. Let's back up, though. We're First, you're like, more? you're like, yes, because, okay, so after after the Inquisition from Nick, 
<laughs> we we decide there's somebody else in this building yeah. who's messing with us and something's going to going on. It, it's go time. Jeff is like, I wish we had a weapon. To which I respond. I didn't just, you know, go grab a bat and be like, let's go, guys. Jeff <laughs> asked for a weapon. And, and I then said, you went and got the bat. I have a bat. So. I was all in. So we start a systematic search of the building. We did. Floor so by stupid. floor, room by room. Except <laughs> for the fact that the every room adventure. was, all the offices were locked. So in reality, all we really did was search our office and just walk around the hallways. We, did, we no. did coordinate the, the stairwells. Okay, now back the truck up. <laughs> so you say we coordinated the stairwells. So I, okay, I took point. I literally took point with that bat. And I told uh, you, I told yeah. Ange, to, that she was going low, I was going high, and Miller was going to have our six. And I go <laughs> charging down the stairs. <laughs> he went True. running down the stairs like... A freaking bat out of hell. And Angela and I just stood there staring at each other like, what's he talking about? <laughs> and, but then we moved. We did, you know, we were like, oh, shit, he's going. So we got to go. Yeah, I, I went low. You were supposed to go high. And, and Miller was supposed to have our back. down at the end of the staircase just like, where the hell were you guys? <laughs> just looking for us. And he's like, if I would have been charging in, I'd have been on my And it's like, yeah, you would have. <laughs> <laughs> but you had the bat. So. You me. did have the bat. <laughs> I mean, we we literally had no weapons. I but like it, it was I a like Leroy Jenkins situation, okay? Though because yeah, it we really were supposed was. to coordinate you, on timing, and was, Jeff was like, "Fuck it, let's you know, go." Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> I mean, that literally is the best way of. And and I'm just standing there going. Did he, did he just go? Right? God <laughs> damn it, Leroy. Damn it, Leroy. No, that's literally precisely how that went down. And to this day, you yell at us about that, but you were the one that charged in with no plan except I'm going to beat him with a bat. <laughs> I think that was the plan. Well, then why well, did we you need us? Somebody. Oh, my God, that was loud. Why did Sorry. you need us if you're the one with the bat? You, had, you were supposed to have my back. I don't know. You were supposed we, to have my six. We were at your back because you <laughs> ran the hell forward. At my back isn't three stair lengths <laughs> or stairwell lengths away. I mean, we, we weren't that far behind. I was in like, the basement and you were on the third floor. No, Pretty, I don't remember us being that far we, behind. You remember us him. going to the basement? Oh, God. Okay. So the the basement is like I have updates the about the basement. thing ever. It's, oh. I mean,. When you're down there, you just it looks like somebody died there. I have updates about the basement. What about the basement? So okay, so all right, folks, this is the this is the story of the Pooh Ghost Night, the initial Pooh Ghost Night. Yes. Before we get into and I want to point out post Pooh Ghost, we've stuck to the story because we had nothing to do with it. The weird thing is, we never even heard it. We never heard any of what you heard. No. And we should have heard that in an empty building. We, we, well, yeah. We didn't the, hear yeah. pounding. We also did not hear anybody leave the stairwell. And in, in that office, especially at night, the sound travels in this building. Okay, oh, so the sound travels in this building in the daytime. I'm you can stand saying. in the front of it. Is, if my office door is open and we're having this conversation, everybody at the front of the building hears every word of this. Well, that's just because Jeff's loud. Uh, the the sound travels what? through this building yeah. really bad. Well, yeah, but, but we, we should have heard a door. We should have heard something, and we didn't. We heard steps nothing. Steps down the – because you can hear steps or people come down the stairs. Yeah. The only person yeah. we heard come down the stairs was you before you came in the room and 
demanded screaming to know which yes. one of us. All I know is somebody really interrupted poo time. Now it was not us. No. Um, there have been other things yeah. like you were expressing about your, I believe your daughter in the closet. Yeah. So I mean, the, this building has had its fair share of spoopy noises and late night stuff and then these two wanted to listen to spooky podcasts late at night and <laughs> this is not the building for that I'm crap a, i'm a big coast to coast am guy yeah. yes but um i had had my youngest daughter here well I, pro- I think i had both the kids but she was maybe two at the time and we had this closet in the office and the door was open and she kind of just lifts up her little hand and points and says there's a ghost in there and then she starts backing away like yeah. what do we do with that? Yeah, no, she's done that. Now, she just recently saw something oh else God. at your house. Yeah, she she recently was talking about she thought she might have been dreaming with her eyes open because she saw a a, sh- a shadow without a human. And I'm like, what do you mean? And yeah, and Jeff is a big believer in shadow people. Oh, oh and I I absolutely. didn't want to. Ta- she's still she's five. I didn't want to talk to her about shadow people, well, so I just encouraged. Well, we'll get to shadow people. That, yes, that and and coming up with that, um, we're going to talk about my daughter seeing one. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. Along Can, with I, myself, I do believe that kids can see things. That I'm not saying that adults yep. can't because I'm you know, but I think kids can see more. I I believe they are also open to more things. Yes. Now. Getting back to this building for a little bit. Yep. We've since jumped offices across the hall. Mm. The office we were in when all this happened was suite like 1F, and I'm in now suite 1E. So I'm literally across the hall. If I open up my door and just go straight across, I'm in the old office. Yep. But I have a new office that has windows, so that's cool. But... um, You know when it's raining and stuff. I do, I do. And so when I jumped over here... My desk was in the main room. The door has a window that you can see into the hallway. The hallway lights are triggered by motion. So when there's no motion for a little while, they they go off. So right now, as we sit here at 11 p.m. recording this, the hallway lights are off. Okay? Now. Verified. 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 Nothing is more unsettling than when you're sitting here at three oh, in the morning pop on. at three in the morning mm-hmm. when you've just completed laying out the paper and whatever else. And you're packing up and getting ready to go. And those lights click on with nobody else in the building but yourself. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, OK, how big was the rat that's out there? Yeah. Is there a snake in this building or what the hell else just clicked on that light? And it's unsettling. And that, Very, that and, and that has happened before. to me multiple yeah, times. That here. had happened before. I know I I I mean, I am in my thirties and I felt the need to like run back from the bathroom every time that I would go to the bathroom right? by myself. I mean, even knowing Nick and I should be the only two people in this building. I would run back from the bathroom every time. I've heard footsteps because I'm on the f- first floor, remember? Up above me, there's an office. When Veteran Corps left that office, there was a period of about a couple months, two or three months, that that office was empty. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm here at night, and I'm sitting at my desk, and I'm hearing people walking above me. And I know there's nobody here, and I know that even if there are people here, nobody's using that office. True. There's people up there walking around. That's unsettling as hell. 
yeah. Well, now let's talk about the basement. Okay. Yeah. And so we, we were in the basement the Pugos night. This is something I don't know if either one of you noticed. Scary down as in hell. the basement. I've told you this. Okay. I know the, I know about the open trench. <laughs> so, I was talking with the superintendent of the building, mm. Clay. Clay and I were talking about this, and he's told me about other weird things that's happened to him up here when he's been cleaning and stuff like that and everything. And somehow or another, we get on the subject of the basement, and he goes, have you ever seen the crypt? And I'm like, excuse me? He says, I saw is, it the night we were down says, there. There is a giant concrete block. Like, it looks like just a giant concrete crypt. Like, yeah. sitting there. And he's like, this thing is huge. And he's like, it's definitely big enough that it looks like something. Do you two not remember that? I, I wasn't in the basement. I didn't go to the basement with you. The two of you didn't even go? No, Do I didn't go down there. Yeah. I went with you. Nick, Nick was like, I'm not doing the basement. We okay. went, we went I down. I just had somebody beat on the door <laughs> while I was taking a shit. There was no way I was going was down to the basement. But numbers. You never split yeah. up. Don't you ever watch horror movies? That's why I wanted you to follow me down the stairs. <laughs> I did eventually after I realized what was happening. You can't just Waited go. For, and you basically sacrificed me. I did not. <laughs> anyway. Fed me, fed me to the I, lions. I was half so a you, staircase so wait, behind So me. you have seen the crypt. Yes. I don't remember the crypt. You I know what else there is? Do you remember the the cages? I do remember the cages. Yeah, there are cages the down there. Trench. There are wire cages. Like how big? Big enough to put somebody in. Yeah. I mean, it. what the hell kind of cages are down there? Like, okay, you know how in apartment buildings there might be cages that for like storage and stuff like that? These are a little bit smaller than that, but still like people size. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that's that's not a joke. That's real. Well, folks, this is my office. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't forget the logo. Oh, yeah. You've so got to post that picture. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have to find that picture. you got to find that and post that picture. So after we had moved out of that space, um, I don't know what, how I, I even came across it. On Google, under our business profile thing, there were various pictures that had been uploaded, one of which showed our office and showed my office manager at the time sitting at the desk working, blah, blah, blah. Our logo was on the wall. Now, on the wall, the back wall was a giant vinyl wrap that looked like a brick wall. Because It was really cool. Well, it was cool. It was I, cool. I thought it was cool. a real brick wall would have been well, cooler. Well, well yeah, yeah. Not the, I, I meant the wrap, but not the our logo was cool. Not yeah. The, yeah. Not so the it had our logo on it. And That's what I was referring to. Well, if you look, there's a face on that wall. For sure. In the picture. In the picture Google. on Google. Yeah. There's a face on that wall. Who who did I point that out first or who you, noticed it? You and John both pointed it out. Yeah. And then, yeah, our friend John. Yeah. yeah. And um, the thing about it is I originally thought maybe it was the lights reflecting off of the vinyl of the of the brick wall. But the the angles don't line up. They no, don't. they don't. No. They don't match. It so. shouldn't be there. No. So yeah. we have we have a random face. And we have looking onto the office. We've talked to the uh, president of the Historical Society, who uh, Brian Keller, who let us know some of the history of the building and kind of verified that it's possible. 
possible. He thinks it's maybe that mayor, the the former mayor, who would hook up with all the ladies of the night. He thinks it was maybe the former mayor's wife who was very upset with him. Hmm. So. I still think it was one of the ladies. I think it was one of the pigs. See, that's the thing I'm freaked about is like feral ghost pigs. (laughs) 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 You know, it's like. That's what's. I don't think feral ghost pigs knock on the bathroom door like that. Just a swarm of feral ghost pigs. This is the kind of thing that keeps you up at night. Like, well, no. Can you just picture a pig on its back legs, pounding on the door at him with its hooves? What if it's like spider pig and it's like climbing on the ceiling? Thank you, Jeff. You know, a couple of things I like to point out to Nick is we watched a video once where this family is sitting down watching TV and there's this like guy that's broken into their yeah. house just staring at them from the balcony it's and they like don't a, know it. It's it's hell? like a uh, they had their like security cam going in their living room and this dude had broken into their house and he's standing at the top of the balcony just oh, watching them watch yeah. TV. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And he just stood there and watched them for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's disturbing. Yeah, that it is, really is. is and I always tell Nick, I always ask him, like, when he gets, like, when he leaves here late at night and he calls me, because um, sometimes, you know, we'll call each other odd, odd hours of the night. We're both kind of, yeah, you know. Night owls. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll just randomly ask him if he bothered to check his back seat before he got in the car. You say the rudest shit. <laughs> 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 right? I mean, you know. We've already been through that. This is the kind of building that you want to you want to run back to an office from the bathroom and you're yeah. like, check the back seat. Yeah, yeah. Did you, do you ever tell him to check under the car? What if somebody's waiting to slice open his Achilles? The problem with that is he wouldn't have been able to call me if they've already taken him down. He's usually in the car driving. Now it's when I it's when the phone call and I pick up and all I hear is him moaning in the background. I know that <laughs> you know. Somebody took him out. Well, there but at go. least he called yeah. you. I hear that that gasping for air sound that he makes. When, you know. That's horrific. What? <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. I don't either. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Like I said, I like to trigger Nick any chance I can. Well, yeah. any I think chance people I have figured that out by now. You would think. Well, we really want to thank our friend Angela for coming on. Thanks and for having uh, me. Explaining the the story of the poo ghost and all the problems that she's you know encountering with her daughter with you know spooky shadow people. And I'm I'm just going on record that you know years later, I did not move from the couch. Everybody's saying it. I don't I know if I believe it. Neither I, one of us I left the room, no. dude. We no. didn't. Well, it was not us. I don't no. know. But thanks for having me. I don't know who it was. By the way, Ange, I want to point out that it has been delightful to see you. It's been so long. And I want to tell you, you have the greatest voice. Thank you for the podcast. It's very NPR-ish. NPR ish. Mm. NPR. <laughs> that puts me to sleep. What are you trying to all say? Things, <laughs> all things. I'm sorry. NPR is a great program. Great, great channel. No, it's great not. Program. It's liberal as hell. <laughs> Thank you. I, well, but you know what I mean. Sometimes we have interesting crap. Come on. Well, car talk. I like car talk. I'm gonna Nick, st- yeah, we stand in my my we are car on talk. record as Nick liking car talk and me liking the Prairie Home Companion. I don't have a. I mean, like I listen as the subject strikes me. You ever listen to All Things Considered? Yeah. Ari Shapiro and someone else. <laughs> God, I don't remember the name. 
It's about that important. It was so good to see you. I do love your voice, though. You have to start coming on and occasionally having a cigar with us. Well, I told Nick there is a a subject that, you know, you know how much I love reading and how much I love books. And there is a subject directly related to cigars and reading. What? I want to Well, that just sounds like a nice tease for the next time you come on to the show. Will you have a cigar with us next time? Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's just great. I'm excited about that. So anyway, well, God love Ange for coming on with us. Yeah, I know, right? She's used to our ignorance by now, though. True, true. But yeah, I mean, did you did you ever find the picture of the face? Um, you got to put that. No, I do need to look. I do need to look and find that so that it can go along with this episode. But yeah, the face. Telling you, folks. You're going to say, oh, it's the light from the overhead lights reflecting on the on the, the wall. It just doesn't match. It, yeah, it doesn't. The pattern is not right, mm-hmm. and the placement is not right. But it looks as though it could be that. So it's hard for me to say for certain that it's not, but, man, it just doesn't match. Yeah. It almost reminds me of one of those little kids' toys that have the little pins that you put your hand on and make the shape of your hand, it almost, to me, looked like one of those faces, like, coming out of the wall almost. Uh, you don't I think mean, so? Maybe. I don't know That's about that. That's what I liken it to. I don't know about that, but... So, anyway... Like, it could almost be a little 3D-ish image. It's weird. I'll tell you, man, that building of mine, there's something funky with it. You think? There's definitely something funky with it. Well, Jeff has procured us some beer. I have. What beer is this, Jeff? This is the Budweiser Copper Lager. Now, it's infused with the little, I guess, Jim Beam, or at least in the barrels from Jim Beam, so it's got some of that. But I figured it was the stoutest uh, alcohol I had in the house that was still in the beer category. All right, then. So we're going we're gonna to give this a little sip. You know what? What? I'm tasting more stuff. Are you? Yeah, I really am. That's weird. Are you not picking it up? I mean, I it, I'm getting a little yeah I I yes a little bit, not a ton, not a ton, but perhaps perhaps a little bit. No, it kind of brought the cigar to life. That is weird. I mean, it's supposed to. Be I mean, that's what it. they said. That's what they said. The point of it was, but I would not have thought it would have affected the taste that much. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit more of the earthiness that I was talking yeah. about before. Like it's it's. It's coming out just a little bit stronger. It just got the flavors to dance. Not unlike girls at Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, this is, this is it, it, it enhanced the cigar. It really it did. did. It took I, a, It took a cigar that was um, smooth and mild, but just kind of there, and it added something to it. So this is an instance where I guess a pairing is more essential. Yeah. Than, oh, than, I, than I think things. all day long. And I'll say this. We're using this with a beer that perhaps was not the beer intended. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, okay, you know, what happened if we would have gone out and tracked down? Flown to Germany. Well, I would, got some Oktoberfest I mean, maybe beer. not flown to Germany, but if well, we I'm not taking a boat. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If we would have gotten. You can't drive there. No, you can't. Not from here. Not from here. You can't get there from here. 
I mean, you can fly. You can fly and take a boat. You already said you, you don't want to fly. I get it, but you can't <laughs> get anyway. So, Nick, tell them about our sponsor. So, we have partnered with MyMonthlyCigars.com, and MyMonthlyCigars.com is a uh, subscription service where you can get a box of cigars mailed to you once a month, and it either has two cigars for $20, four cigars for $30, or eight cigars for $50. Now, if you do the eight cigar box, it's two of each of the cigars that's in the four cigar box. So it's good for you and a friend to kind of split the cost. And or you can get, hoard it. Or you can hoard it. And what this um, is good for is a lot of times in the subscription boxes, you get cigars that maybe you're not familiar with, either brands you're not familiar with, cigars you're not familiar with, whatever. And it gives you an opportunity to try something different. And so you can try it, and let's say you really like it, you can then turn around and go to your brick-and-mortar store and say, hey, guys, I had this cigar, and I loved it, and I'd like you to get some more in so that I can have it again. So give MyMonthlyCigars.com a try, and when you head on over and put in an order, use order code PULPIT for a, P -U -L -P -I -T. For a discount on either the subscription or on any of the items within their store, because they do offer a few other items other than just the subscription box. And the other nice thing about the subscription box itself is it does come with an MSRP guarantee, where essentially all the cigars in the box will add up to or exceed um, the cost of the box. So if you're getting the $30 box, all the cigars in the box will cost you at least $30 in the store to go and buy, if not probably more. So you don't get the risk of being undervalued. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to get $10 worth of cigars for, for $30. You know, you're going you're gonna to get your money's worth out of it. So, so head on over to MyMonthlyCigars.com and use offer code PULPIT. There you go. I have a good example of that, by the way. Okay. I tried the Casada 1974, mm -hmm. and I picked that up at the Weston Cigar Festival. And it is in my top five cigars now. It's one of, and I've mentioned this before, and we got to meet Mr. Casada. We have. You know, you're on a first name basis. I, Man, on the other hand, Manuel. <laughs> I, on the other hand, was not allowed that privilege. No, nope, no. Nope. I still like you, Manuel Casada. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Casada. Mr. Casada to you, son. Yeah, that's about how that went down. <laughs> I mean, but regardless, not great. quite, but close. Yeah, nicer, but yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I, I love him to death. He was really nice to us, and, you know, I can't say enough good stuff. So, I actually went to the Hill today, and they do have some Casada cigars. They do. Obviously, because we got the Oktoberfest there. Quite a few. But they don't have the 1974, so I made my request today. You heard me. You were there. Saw it happen. Yep. I did indeed. And it's a cigar that I tried. And I know that I want more of, so I'm putting in my request. Same thing applies to the My Monthly Cigar subscription. Exactly. Yep. Like I said, it takes the risk out of it for the brick and mortar. They know that they're putting in an order for a cigar that you will like and that you will buy time and time and, and time And if you again. like it, others are likely to like it as mm -hmm. well. It's a win-win. Well, and it gives them an opportunity to say, hey, check out something new in the humidor, which a lot of times when people go into the humidor... What's the one question they always ask? Hey, what's new? Yep. Now, it may not necessarily be a new cigar, but it might be new to that location. It might be new to the client base at that shop. And the nice thing is now you're going to have other people trying it. And is everybody going to like it? Probably not. Yep. But I would hazard to guess that there are going to be at least some that do. 
And so now you've just introduced a new cigar into your, your humidor that people will be interested in and you can kind of gauge as to whether or not it's worth continuing to order. Well, and it's one of those things like Squirrel talked about a couple of episodes back where you can get some extra ones then, let those things rest in your humidor and age a little bit. And according to him, now I don't keep cigars long enough to know if this is true or not, but according to him, um, you're in a situation where the flavor changes over time. I don't have the space necessarily. I'm fascinated by this. I don't necessarily have the space to be able to um, be aging cigars quite in that manner. I don't. I have a. I have a desktop humidor that I actually have a couple, but um, I have one that I have exclusively just stocked with the Perdomo champagnes, and so your favorite cigar. I guess if anything, you could say that maybe that's the one. That um, I uh, well, yeah, you're aging those, kind of aging yep. them because I'm spacing them out and everything. But I mean, you know, I don't know quite how much you'd. It's not necessarily by design, but it may be the outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked the cigar before. I really like it now with the beer. Yeah, I'm getting some different flavor notes and stuff. It's it's pulling flavor out of the cigar. I'm. It is. I'm getting so I'm still getting the kind of earthiness. I don't know about you. And maybe I'm just, uh, maybe I've blown my palate out or something, and uh, I'm, I'm imagining this. I'm in the back third of this cigar. I'm at my nub. Did you get any spice at all? No, not really spice at all. All right, maybe it's just me just being, you know, crazy then. Well, and here's the deal. I smoked past where you're at right now mm-hmm. without the beer. So maybe that's helping you pick that up. Possibly. I don't know. I'm getting, I, I was well into the final third. I might be kind of crazy. It almost kind of tastes like a beer in some regard. That could be the beer that we're drinking too, though. So it's kind of hard to say. Yeah. So in in your case, it may be overwhelming the cigar where I'm getting a lot of different flavor notes that it's pulling out of the cigar. And it could also be, because see, that's the thing. I mean, German Oktoberfest beer, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that is that a he- I don't know if that's a heavy I'm not a beer guy, okay? So like I don't know if that's a heavy beer. I would assume a it's going to be beer. stout. I mean German beer is a lot a lot stronger than American beer as a rule. Well, if someone disagrees with me, please let us know. You know, send us a message. Yeah, I, And speaking of that, how do they do that, Nick? So yeah, you can find us on Instagram at the cigar pulpit. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. YouTube, Cigar Pulpit, and you can also drop me an email, nick at cigarpulpit.com. Awesome. Yeah. Well, folks, I hope we didn't scare you too much with our ghost stories. Every one of them, oddly enough, is uh, our true experiences. That's the thing. I have verifiable witnesses for my experiences. Like I said, I can, I, I'm can. i still friends with Shelly, and I can call her up and talk to her about that, and you heard... Jeff and Angela and I talking about, you know, what happened at the office. As as God is my witness, the only neither one, one of us left that room. The only one, the only one that I cannot have any sort of witness for, but I, I know it's happened, and someday someone will be in that building and experience it themselves, would be the lights kicking on in the hallway uh, with nobody else in the building with them. But I'm telling you. That, that and that is very that. creepy when you're in there at 1 or 2 in when the morning you by know yourself. you're in the building at like 2 and 3 in the morning and there's nobody else in that building 
and those motion sensor lights kick on, you don't need to hear anything. You don't need to see anything. That alone just sends shivers up your spine because you know something in that hallway moved that should not have moved, and it moved significantly enough to kick on the motion sensor lights. Because, folks, I'll say this about those lights before we go. Those lights, I have walked from my office door halfway down that hallway towards the bathrooms near the front of the building before the lights kick I on. I have done that as well. I can verify that. So yep. you have so like there just regular motion doesn't necessarily immediately trigger them. It's it's continuous and then it's it's within a range of that sensor. So for those lights to kick on like that, yeah, something was definitely moving around in that hallway. Yeah. Now, I'm going to circle back to the cigar one time here, and I'm just going to point something out that I've noticed. Mm -hmm. I've had to relight it three times. Now, I did just watch you relight it. Is that because I'm talking and giving it time to go out? I don't know, but it's not something I normally have to do during a podcast. Yeah. Have you had any issues? I haven't had any. Well, I did have one relight issue now that you actually mention it, um, but that I also attribute to I was talking and you know, whatever else. And I, so I had to knock the ash off and kind of, and, and it, it had a light. It was just weak. And so I did touch it up. It was going south on you. It was going south on me. So I touched it up with the lighter to kind of reinvigorate it and get it going again. Yeah. So that would be the only, not even negative thing I could say, because I have no problem relighting well, a cigar. It's just something I've noticed about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just an observation. Mm -hmm. I also, in the spirit of full disclosure, have had a little bit of wrapper cracking going on. However, that could also not... I don't think that's necessarily the fault of the cigar itself. I do wonder if just um, storage, maybe... Because with these being the exclusive cigars, a lot of yeah. times, you know, the Hill will kind of keep them behind the counter or something like that. And I wonder if maybe this wasn't in a humidor for a few days well and we've and also had it a few days we have had it a few days and yep. so it's one of those things that i just wonder if maybe the humidity in it has dropped and i'll also say the outside uh humidity in the area has dropped significantly in the last you know significantly week or so yeah with the temperature starting to drop and everything so this is starting to get to the point in the year i know for me that I have to really pump up the humidity in my humidor yeah. to maintain my levels um, through the winter. Because I'll tell you, come January, my levels are going to drop like a stone if I don't like work on it and everything, which is what you know Squirrel was talking about a couple episodes back with weekly maintenance of your humidor and everything else. Yeah. So, and I'm bad about that. I'm bad about kind of ignoring my humidor, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it's at 50%. i got to bump uh -huh, it up. Uh -huh. yeah. So it's one of those things that I do think – that the wrapper problems are probably my fault. So fair enough. Anyway, but overall, I I mean I like the cigar. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's like I said the whole time. It's been a very smooth, mild smoke. I am getting. Uh, I did get a little bit of spice. I think I blew past that. I, I yeah. I do think that was probably. Just I think a I missed that I because beer. because of not starting with the beer. So I think. That may have been a mistake on our part, not to have that from the get-go. I would agree. Yep. But I also think maybe it was just just something going on, like a re weird reaction I was having. Cause definitely. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not getting it now. Definitely a cigar would smoke again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So now this is an annual release. Uh, Manuel, I'll seek it out next Manuel year. Manuel Casada has put it out every year since 2011, with the exception of last year. He did not do an Oktoberfest cigar in 2018, based upon my research. Um, and then he brought it back in 2019. And if I recall, when we were talking about the Oktoberfest cigar at the Weston Tobacco Festival, Manuel pointed out that the blend in the 2019 is very reminiscent of the blend in the initial 2011 Oktoberfest. Yes, I remember him saying that. Now, a lot of that probably has to do with FDA standard equivalency rules and all this kind of stuff, basically. Can't bring anything new. You just kind of have to, you know, repackage and re reuse um, old blends and that sort of thing. But Why is that? Boy, there's an episode I would love to do at some point, and... Um, maybe, and, and I need to find somebody much smarter than me on that subject, but I, and I have somebody in mind that I'm going to try and reach out to, but I would like to have an episode devoted to what the cigar industry is currently going through with the government because, well, you want to talk about a, a spooky thing on a Halloween episode? Yeah. Let's talk about what the government's doing in the cigar industry. So you could use that in most every industry from time to time. It's true, but more, more than less. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's just say that. Well, so Nick, what are, what are our plans for the next episode? So the next episode, we are going to be shining a spotlight on cigars for warriors. We have an interview scheduled with the CEO of cigar operation cigars for warriors. His name is storm Bowen. And Storm has agreed to come on to the show and talk about uh, what Operation Cigars for Warriors is, kind of how it got started, why it's necessary. This does play into the FDA and um, how people can donate to this extremely worthwhile charity, because these guys basically are giving cigars to our deployed men and women in the armed forces because the FDA has said that cigar companies can no longer do that. And this is going to be absolutely perfect timing. Yes. Because there should, should, cross your fingers, still be time to get cigars to these folks that they can get out to our warriors That's before the, the holiday season. That is the goal of us doing this episode. This will be the episode that drops on Friday, November 1st. And folks... We want you to listen to this episode, hear about the the Operation Cigars for Warriors, and if you're so inclined, and we really hope you are, put together a little care package, or at the very least, write out a check. That nobody at Operation Cigars for Warriors takes any money. Every single dime they get goes towards providing cigars and other items for our deployed men and women. Nobody is drawing a paycheck from this. It's 100% volunteer, and they're all over the damn place, and they're doing really good work, and we need to make sure that they get the support they need so they can then turn around and support our fighting men and women coming into the holiday season when these folks are going to be away from their homes, away from their families, and doing hard work for all of us, and they deserve a cigar to sit and relax with in their downtime. Absolutely. So, and Nick recently, I'll give him credit here, made a donation. I have not, but planned to. And folks, I would really encourage, like he said, any of you to you know cut him a check so they can buy some cigars and help 
cover the cost of shipping and different things like that. Or in addition, pack up some cigars and send them to them. Like Nick pointed out in, I believe, use the last the post office. Use the post office because you can ship cigars with the post office. Um, they're not going to give you any grief about that because it is they're they're exempt from any of the rules there, and they can be shipped. And and that being said, guys, it's just something really small you can do that's going to mean a lot to somebody that's you know sitting at Bagram Air Base or sitting over in Kuwait or sitting in North Africa somewhere you know at a base and they don't have a lot of these luxuries from home and it's a little bit of home that you can send to them yep so that'll be our next episode so. what are any idea what we're smoking no <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a surprise yeah no we'll we'll think about that and we'll post that to our instagram this week kind of announce that because i will admit that i was so focused on trying to get my hands on the Oktoberfest for our last episode of october that i have not planned ahead and figured out a cigar for our November first episode. So we will. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna suggest I, no, one. You know what? Can I suggest? Well, I have. I have a thought that I was gonna go with, but you know what, Jeff? Let's say it at the same time. I you throw ready? a lot. Oh, I. This is not gonna end well. You ready? So, all right. Go one, ahead. One, two, three. Rum Fat Bottom Betty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We just did the acid Cuba Arte not too but, long ago. But it is Day of the Dead. Oh, when our episode Day of the breaks. Dead. The Betty. All right. You know what? Aroma Craft next after that. I love the Fat Bottom Betty, so I will go ahead and acquiesce and give you that. So yes. Gator we, wins. We will do the Fat Bottom Betty in our next episode on Friday, November first, because it is Day of the Dead. And if you look at the the labels, you know every. All the all the the ladies, either the Sweet Jane or the Fat Bottom Betty or the Crazy Alice. That's the other yep, one. Crazy Alice. That's um, right. They uh, they all have the designs of the kind of ladies in the Day of the Dead kind of makeup and and get up and everything. But we're opting for the uh, for the Fat Bottom Betty, and so yeah, that'll be the next episode. And uh, you know what? I'll go ahead and dedicate that episode to Rob over at Cigar Talk because. I know Rob is just such a giant fan of the Fat Bottom Betty. So, so um, are you being serious? Or Fal- are you being Falconer, sarcastic? Falconer, when you when you the it, Falconer, ho- hopefully when you listen to this episode, I hope you listen to my episodes. <laughs> when, when you listen to this episode, you know, let Rob know that the next episode on Friday, November first. By God, that episode is dedicated to him as we light up a Fat Bottom Betty. So, Absolutely, I love go. it. That's awesome. Well, folks, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. That's been Gator. Have a happy and safe Halloween. Be sure to watch for our picture on Instagram on Halloween. You're going to love it. Stay smoky, everyone.